Hello, my beautiful beanies, and welcome to The Bean for Tuesday. First with yesterday's news, I am Glenn ZB. We're looking back at Monday, and uh, we need to uh, find out whether supermarket prices have gone up or not. Are they rotting us or not? Because they, they're the only thing that's open. Um, should we accept help from these uh, do-gooding celebrities? Uh, should we up or lower the drinking while we're in lockdown uh, and we'll find somebody who just absolutely loves it uh, but first up Marcus is back on air uh, but he's sick of the whinges stop your whinging I've enjoyed getting up to speed but, but, but what I'm saying people stop moaning and do less than you should be it's not where you can go to the beach or whatever just don't do it we've got four weeks to nail this and then we'll be global legends we did the right thing at the right time with good leadership and with Mike Bosch and with Ashley Bloomfield together between them, it's been extraordinary. It's been a masterclass. Give them all a parade down Queen Street, and I think we should all get a medal. I think if we get through this, New Zealand should issue a medal to everyone, a bigger one for the supermarket, uh, the supermarket workers, because as the guy that's the intensivist at Wellington Hospital said, we have the chance to save more lives than he has in his entire career, just by doing nothing, watching Netflix, been helpful around the house, doing the dishes and sorting out any problems you have at home that sprinkle up because you can't run. You've got to face everything. You've got to confront stuff for the first time in our lives. If it comes up, if it springs up, we've got to say, hey, what are we going to do about this? It's a great way to live. I'm seeing this as an extremely positive thing. The house is immaculate. We've got a football pitch in the back, uh, in the back lawn. I'm reading all the books to them all day. The young boy loves it because he's home all day with everyone. The older boy's kind of all right. Loving it. Love it how he accepts kind of all right uh, for the older one. Uh, yeah, we've got one like that. You know, if, if it's like okay and not a complete disaster, you'll, you'll take that. I think we've all got one like that, haven't we? You've got more than one. Maybe you've only got one and that one's like that. I don't know. Don't don't have any. That'd be my advice. Because uh, then you've just got to go to the supermarket, and it's a weird experience at the moment. Who ever thought people would be championing cauliflower, which really is the most benign of vegetables? Doesn't really make a statement. Oh, cauliflower cheese, sure, but you know, it's basically just something to put cheese on, isn't it? You know, it's not a broccoli. A broccoli at least knows where it is. It takes a stand. Says, "I'm a broccoli." You either like me or you don't. I don't care. Whereas cauliflower goes, hi, if you cover me with enough stuff, I'll taste like something. Why are people championing cauliflower, if you can say? Yeah, I was hoping um, that they were deliberately overpricing cauliflower to just get rid of it. People stop buying it, the demand goes away, they stop growing it, and we never ever see it again. I'm actually feeling a little bit sick just talking about it and thinking about it any more than I have to. Can't stand it. Um... Now, if you uh, are struggling to afford the cauliflower, what do we do? What do we do in these tough times? Uh, We've had a few entrepreneurs and rich people and celebs uh, making all sorts of suggestions throughout this crisis. And I'm the kind of person that says, uh, stay in your lane, pull your head in. But Kate Hawksby seems to be the kind of person that says, no, 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 let's hear what you have to say. These are people who've put their own businesses on the back burner to redeploy people and resources to help manage our battle against this virus, to help the government, to go where's needed most, to fill the gaps. They also add a wealth of experience and knowledge. They collectively 
have decades of experience and are connected enough to be able to make things happen. Which is why I was disappointed to see some people poo-pooing the involvement of big business in this response. Why would the answer to anyone wanting to help or assist not be an enthusiastic, yes please? Why would we be so churlish and cynical at a time like this as to say, oh, no, they're not experts, no thanks. How many people running our response to this are experts? But also, why would we ignore the voices of business who are, after all, the front line of this economically? Pulling together is what's needed here. But plurality of voices is important too. We are facing a time of mass compliance with rules and regulations, yes, but that doesn't mean we have to shut down all the voices at the table. I read this weekend an essay on what's happening right now by one of the most preeminent anthropologists of medicine in the world, public health expert and scientist with more than 30 years' experience, Jean-Dominique Michel. He said, Above all, this civil obedience must not lead to a ban on thinking or speaking. Making what we experience meaningful, getting information, daring to ask questions is not only an inalienable right, but also a vital necessity. The more citizens who take an interest in what is happening to us, the better it will help us engage in a dialogue about what we're experiencing, which is essential for both our individual mental health and our collective resilience. In short, yes, we comply. But do not switch your brain off in the process. Don't stop listening to all the voices speaking up during this time. And don't be afraid to use yours. No, we're not all experts, but we do all have something to offer. Yeah, I see, I don't think she's right about that. I, I, for, for me, I've got nothing. Like, this is literally the best I can do. This stupid 10 minutes worth of inane chatter. That's all I can come up with. So, yeah, basically, I'm a loss. I'm a net loss to society. And you should probably get rid of me. But before you do, uh, why don't you uh, listen to, uh, to this doctor talking about whether we should be drinking more or less at the moment. Oh, I wonder what the answer to that's going to be. Hey, do we have evidence that we are all drinking more? Oh, we won't get the data for quite some time, but certainly there's, you know, you'll see in the media lots of evidence of people stockpiling. And I'm concerned that this is not the alcohol for four weeks. They're, they're buying that they're going to go back and buy more. Yes, well, you might be right, judging by some personal experiences. Um, is that necessarily a bad thing, given that there are very few treats in life at the moment? Oh, look, it's it's almost a toxic combination when it comes to alcohol and stress. We know from research that people who drink to cope are more likely to drink frequently and drink heavily. And look, this is starting some behaviours that, you know, could go on to be, you know, heavy drinking and, and, and after we get out of lockdown. We've got to be really careful about these patterns we established now, but also to be careful around the children that are in our household and how we're modelling drinking and whether we're drinking to cope or whether we're drinking because we're bored. And really, you know, being really vigilant around um, children watching you drink and the reasons that you're drinking. I suppose part of the problem as well, which which generally keeps people in check uh, during the week, is that there's no boss to see that you've got a hangover. <laughs> and and that, that is true. But, um, you know, I'm hearing reports of people who are finding themselves drinking during the week when they would normally have to have consumed alcohol. And, and, and that's concerning, um, I think, 
you know, the, the issues that we have in this country are mental health and anxiety. Many of them are alcohol fueled. Um, of course, it impacts upon our sleep, which impacts upon our immune system. Um, you know, it's actually now is not the time to be, um, you know, drinking. We should be public health should be our priority. It's just a matter of getting the dosages right, isn't it? Like, yes, if you drink too much, it's going to affect your sleep. But if you drink just the right amount, straight off to Nanaisland. Uh, no worries. Be happy. You know, so maybe we should get a prescription uh, with some specific directions. Um, to- you're not taking this seriously enough, Glenn ZB. I know, I know, but maybe we I'm just like Carol, who seems to be loving the lockdown. I'm just finding all this lockdown business and COVID-19 rather hilarious. I said to your producer, I presume who it was, I'm 71 years of age. Mm. I had my birthday on Saturday in isolation, of course. Um, I'm waiting for my first online shopping uh, to be delivered this afternoon, sometime between 1.30 and 4.30, and I ordered that just on a week ago. Mm-hmm. I had an appointment made for my big day out tomorrow to go to the doctor for my flu vaccination, and they rang on Friday to tell me they've had to cancel it because yep. they've run out of vaccine. Yes, uh, uh, Ashley Bloomfield talked about that briefly today because everyone sort of clicked and started booking up uh, appointments and then they realised they've got plenty of flu vaccine, they've got plenty of it, but at the same time they also realised that they wanted to do the most vulnerable and also the frontline workers and all those people first. And so for, for but you you're, you should be you should at seventy one you should still be considered one of the most vulnerable and it should have happened. I am, I am vulnerable because I also yeah. have a blood pressure situation as well. So I just thought they made the appointment for me. I didn't make it myself. I realised that frontline people and I do do some voluntary work involved with some frontline people, but because I'm 71, I can't do that at the moment. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying to treat this as um, a situation that, you know, seems to be spiralling. But the flu, I did listen to him uh, this afternoon on his news, on his mm. report. Mm. Uh, what's his name? Uh, the Ashley Bonfield. Oh, absolutely. You've got to admire him, though, yeah. because he's doing a fantastic job. But I did listen to what he said. There's heaps of flu vaccines. Well, Where's mine? I'm waiting now. They've now said they will text me when they've made an appointment for me. Well, you know, I'm entitled to one just like everybody else. Um, I've been doing shopping for my mum uh, and she lives at a retirement village and you have to drop the shopping off at the gate and then they... they, uh, I think they put it in a... through a nuclear reactor or something and then it comes out the other side and then they can hand it to her. But um, uh, all those, you know how you end up with this massive stockpile of reusable shopping bags? That's all starting to pay off now because, of course, I need to get the shopping bags back, you see? So I'm just slowly working through my massive stockpile of reusable shopping bags that I'd always wondered what I'm ever going to use those for. Turns out uh, when there's a worldwide pandemic, the reusable shopping bag is essential because you just put mum shopping in that and then you never see it again. I'm Glenn ZB. Uh, that has been News Talk ZB uh, for Tuesday. We'll see you back here again uh, tomorrow. Maybe just get, get those bags back to me after this is all over, mum. Listener.